Welcome to the Multifamily by the Slice Podcasts with your hosts, Dre Evans and Ike Eke. On this show, you'll gain unique perspectives from investors and professionals on all aspects of the apartment investing space. Do you want to achieve legacy wealth and live a life of financial freedom? Well, all it takes is that first slice of wisdom to get you started on the journey to building your empire. Please subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and pass it along to a friend that can benefit from a slice of multifamily knowledge. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Multifamily by the Slice. Today, we had Elmer and Ting Ting on the show, and they're a couple out of the D.C. area that, you know, has gone into real estate in a very common way, I guess I guess I would say, and Dre, I think you would agree with me. They used to flip property in the local area there, and then they found their way into multifamily when they realized that flipping property is more of an active a version of investing in real estate and more transactional version of investing in real estate. And so they, you know, turned their talents to multifamily and have exploded since. So it was a very, very fun show to hear their story and and talk about how they got to where they are. And I enjoyed it. How about you, Dre? What do you think? Yeah, it was it was crazy to hear their accelerated growth on the LP side and in terms of thousands of units and even on the GP side and, and a couple hundred in such a fast pace. I think that's and, and I like to always too, you know, I'm always a fan when you have more than one person on the show, especially when you even double tap that the fact of them being, you know, being a couple, like it's always cool to see those dynamics and see how it works out. So I think our listeners is going to gain some unique insights from that and just hearing two different perspectives each time we're going through different concepts and we're going through different questions. One person answered and another person answered. It's, it's nice to get two perspectives all in one in the show. So I'm not going to spoil it too much without further ado. Let's get into it. Now a word from our show sponsor. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? Fortune Cribs can help. Fortune Cribs helps investors buy short-term rentals and select markets across the country for as little as 10% down with no cash on cash returns in the 20 to 30% range. Fortune Cribs will design, furnish, and manage all the day-to-day operations, making your experience truly hands-off. And it doesn't matter whether you're at in your real estate investing journey, whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your portfolio, Fortune Cribs can help. So if you want to take the next step, Go to fortunecribs.com and book your free consultation to see how Fortune Cribs can best help you. Once again, that's fortunecribs.com and let them know we sent you. Welcome to the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. I'm your host, Dre Evans, and I have my great co-host here, Ike Eke. I want to thank everyone for tuning in for another great episode. If you're a first-time listener, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you're a returning listener, Please leave us a five-star review. It's Wednesday. It's been a while. We got two great guests here. I love it when we can have multiple people on, on the show at one time. So this is going to be very special. It's going to be pretty cool. But before we bring and introduce our today's guest, I got to check in with you, Ike. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, the market has been very interesting lately, as we've discussed many times You know, mm-hmm. on and off the microphone here. And, uh, you know, it's hunting season. If things are moving around. Prices are, 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 you know, coming down a bit, which is great for those of us that like to add value to property. I've been on the phone with several mortgage brokers, just sort of tapping the market to see what, 
what sort of loan products are out there. And it's it's a fun time. I mean, it's not a fun time if if you're over levered or if you're, you know, coming up to term on your debt. But if you're out looking for property, this is a very interesting time to be in the markets. So I'm very excited. Very excited. How are you doing, Dre? I'm doing good, man. As you know, I was at the Bigger Podcast Conference Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. It was absolutely phenomenal between the amount of connections they had and the vendors that were there. And then they had little workshops that you broke out to, depending on the topics you wanted to go to. I loved it. I absolutely had a blast. It was just a fire hose of information in three days. I definitely got to take this weekend to digest it all. Saw some familiar friends there as well that are from the San Diego area that invest so that was pretty cool. But overall, I, I had a great time, man. So that's the big update for me for the, the past few days. I love it. I love it. And, you know, in the vein of Bigger Pockets and their podcast, they always have that quick tip at the beginning, right? So I guess you can say a quick tip that we can give our audience is those of you that went to the Bigger Pockets conference or have gone to a real estate conference recently, make sure you follow up with all the context that you made because oftentimes people will go to the conferences be really excited. And then a week later, they sort of come down and, and they go back into their normal lives. Make sure you reach out to the people you talk to and keep those relationships because that's that's the whole reason. But with that said, let me introduce Elmer and Ting Ting, our guests for today. They are two CPAs from the Northern Virginia area who own a business in a residential redevelopment in that local area. And also are multifamily investors with about 800 units under management as general partners and 1,100 units under management as limited partners. So clearly a wealth of knowledge between these two. So with that said, Ting Ting, Elmer, welcome to the show. Please tell our audience how you got into real estate, You know your journey in real estate up until now and what you're working on today. Hey, thank you guys. I guess I will start off. Uh, I'm Ting Ting. This is Elmer, my husband and business partner. Thanks for having us on the show, Ike and Trey. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, loving it. So our journey, we started investing in real estate probably a decade ago. Started from buying single family rentals, right? I mean, I think that's where a lot of people started. And in 2015, we started our company, Synergy Real Estate Solutions. And at the time, it was still a side hustle for both of us. Because as you mentioned, we are CPAs and we both had pretty demanding CPA jobs. But since 2015, we were able to um, start buying properties and renovate them and putting them back onto the market. And we did that about four years. And I was able to jump out of my nine to five big four accounting job. So ever since that point, we kind of just took off since I was able to dedicate my time doing this business. And in 2019, we started expanding into multifamily. At the time, you know, we had the thought that our single family business was doing well, but it, it requires a lot of attention. It was not passive enough for us. And in 2019, when we first learned about multifamily, we truly thought that was the route we wanted to go. So this year in May, Elmer actually was able to quit his full-time job and start joining me to do real estate professionally as well. So now we're just, you know, full-time real estate professionals and we really love what we do. I love it. I love it. That's, I mean, it's, and we discussed this uh, last week when we spoke on, on, on a call that a lot of people start off in, you know, single family, either rentals or flipping and find 
their way into multifamily. I, I can probably think off the top of my head, half a dozen, maybe a dozen of our own guests on this show that had <laughs> that same start, right? And so, you know, it's it's not foreign to us and to our audience. And the first question I, I wanted to ask was, you know, as CPAs, you know, I, I know a few CPAs. In fact, I for undergrad, I was I was in accounting. So I, I know that path and and the demanding work that you do as an accountant. How are you guys able to, you know, manage the demanding lifestyle of a CPA alongside the demanding lifestyle of, you know, real estate development and, and flipping and, and buying properties and managing and ultimately selling Not going to lie, the first few years was really, really hard. I mean, as many entrepreneurs can tell you, you know, the beginning, it's always the hardest. We were doing our full-time jobs. And when we say full-time job, it wasn't just 40 hours. We were auditors. So you were talking about 50 hours, sometimes 55 hours during busy season. So once we, you know, finish our full-time job at night and the weekends, that's when we dedicate our time educating ourselves purchasing properties and renovating properties. We're first both pretty hands-on at the time. And we also had our one-year daughter. But, you know, after the first few years, once you do a few more properties and you just get more and more familiarized with the business, and that's when I felt fully comfortable at jumping out because I was able to replace my big four accounting firm income. And I think um, having having a daughter, I think it triggered also like our desire to, to become financial free, independent, and maybe have a way to have like more time spent with the family because right. our jobs were really very demanding, always on, on calls all day or back then before pandemic, it was just always busy in the office and we would pick our daughter up really late, like 6.30, you know? So it's like almost like having three jobs. Like you have <laughs> your, your full-time job during the day and then at night you do real estate and your parent as well. It was quite demanding. And it was always the goal for us to, to really spend more time with the family. It was the ultimate goal, rather working less and not chasing the money so much. We, that was always our goal. I love it. And so, you know, like you guys, I'm, I'm sure there are those out in the audience now that, you know, are looking to get into, you know, flipping or, or something similar to it in order to raise the capital to get, you know, ultimately into multifamily. So, and, and that's the route that they've chosen. So, you know, for someone out there that is working a full-time job and maybe has kids or is having, is going to have kids on the way, you know, what, what are, what's the advice you would give them to manage their time and manage their energy throughout the process of building up their capital base to then go into multifamily later on? I would say you have to be very consistent and take your time. You cannot rush in. So the biggest mistake you would make is just quit your job and just do it, you know? I mean, especially in a time like this where we are heading it or we are in a recession. But, but in general, you just got to be very persistent and, and stay on track. And, and I think that the main advice I would have. Right. And I think one thing to add, having mentors in this business is so important. Like for us, if we just jumped in, you know, uh, without knowing the direction where we want to route to, I think that was that was going to be hard. You were just going into failure. I think having the right mentors that kind of hold you accountable, right, for the education and for the product that you um, are working on. I think that's the important part. Just find the right group to join and find the right mentors. And where did you yeah. find you all's mentors from? So when we first started, we joined a group of investors 
not sure can we say the name <laughs> it's okay it's one of the big single family investor groups right. that is out there okay but that was a really important step for us to really connect with like-minded people right. and really find the right mentors but you really you need somebody who can guide you because if you try it yourself i mean it's possible but it's so much harder and ultimately in multi-family is even more important you cannot do it without a network it's the most important thing because you while you can buy some single family properties yourself you're not going to buy a huge 300-unit apartment complex all by yourself. You need a strong team. You need to connect. And that's also where you got to take your time to really connect, network, and stay in touch with people, what you said at the beginning of the call, right? It's so important um, to be in touch with the people that you need at those conferences because you're not going to be able to do it yourself. That's for sure. So when you, when you, you all met this, this mentor through this, this mastermind group or networking group, and then how did that relationship Foster, talk, talk me through that, those initial conversations and how that eventually blossomed into that mentorship relationship and then walk us through how that then allowed you to do your first deal and what role you all played in that first deal. Because as we know, no, no one person can do it all when it comes to the syndication space, right? Everybody has a, a superpower that they bring to the table and, and to the team. So that's a twofold question, really. Talk, walk us through that mentorship synergy and then let's shift right into how that then led you to do the first deal and what you all superpower was when you brought, did that first deal as GPs. Plus, there's like two networks groups, right? Because we just joined initially the single family group. And then later on, we joined actually two groups in multifamily. Which, what were which the two groups? So Jake and Gino, we joined. And then MIA, MIH Mastermind. Okay. All right. Uh, a year later. And so for single family, or in general, when you have a mentor, it kind of protects you from making mistakes. You have certain ideas, you bounce it off by the mentor and he can guide you. Yeah, it's the right direction, not the right direction. But you learn so much from them because they already have the experience. It, real estate, the, the, a lot comes with the experience. And you will, you will make mistakes yourself along the way. And those mistakes are important. I look back and we're, we're, everybody had those you know, uh, ups and downs. And, and the downs are really important. We learned a lot from them. And without a mentor, I'm pretty sure we would have screwed up even more on these, these projects that might not have gone as well in the beginning, but these mistakes are important. But if you do it all without a mentor, you can really get in trouble. <laughs> um, but the relationship is really just somebody who already has the experience and can guide you in the right direction. A lot of all the work you still have to do yourself, right? So it's not like because you have a mentor, it's just all that easy and you can just start off right away. That's not how it is but at least you know you're on track, on the right track. And if you're not sure, if you feel like get off track, you can again confirm that you are on the right track. Right, you know? and you're also learning from other people's mistakes, right? And I think that's a valuable, you know, respect from joining these masterminds, these communities, right? You learn from all these stories and then that avoids personally making those mistakes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. You know, they, they always say, it's easy to learn from your own mistakes, but the person that can learn from someone else's mistakes is going to do much better because you so <laughs> you fast forward, um, you know, drafting off the the growth of someone else. So, with that said, you know, we discussed your 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 first forays into real estate in the the flipping space, but you've since transitioned to multifamily and at quite the you know quite the clip, quite frankly, because over the over the last few years, you've amassed eight hundred plus units as GPs. 1,100 plus units as LPs. 
the obvious question there is how are you able to you know find these deals these sponsorship teams how do you vet them what's your process for looking for the for these opportunities sure so i mean with being part of those networking groups you constantly connected with really smart and great people all the time so there's a lot of opportunities out there to invest in somebody's deal. And you just got to be able to properly analyze. And again, your mentor can help you with that as well if you're very new. But there's so many deals, you just got to underwrite them, really just look at them. Don't just rely on what people tell you, but really just check the box and make sure does the deal make sense for myself. And you got to have certain criteria. Where do you want to, how do you want to invest? Where do you want to invest? What's the market you want to pick? You know, you got to just see for yourself. What's, what's a good fit? Are you somebody who wants to take on risk or take on less risk? Are you going to invest in an A-class property and have maybe lower returns? Are you going to invest in a C-class property, take on more risk, but have higher returns? Um, but what we, what probably the most important lesson for us was what we learned the hard way was our first investment where just, when we just got the idea of multifamily, invested in the first deal that was even joining, before we were joining a networking group, was just to put our money down because we loved the location, we loved the deal. But you have to invest in the right team. It's not about the deal so much. It has to be the right team because that person just completely mismanaged it. That great deal became an awful deal, you know, and that's something we learned. So you got to pick the right people that you want to invest with. And that's something we really look for. Are those people experienced? Are they great boots on the ground? Do they know what they're doing? Um, do they have a good track record? And we picked the really sweet deals that are not overly risky, but we also like if there's a lot of profit, we don't mind investing in a C-class property. But with the experience from the team, that's really the most important part. That's where we Well, something like to, to add on. from my perspective is, you know, when we are when we first joined, honestly, we were newbies, right? And it was hard to like get on a GP deal, you know, to to basically coming in as someone who just started multifamily. So I think something for me to realize is we constantly have to better ourselves to bring in, to add value to other teams, right? So then they can actually like take us serious. And yeah, we're newbies, but we can bring in these assets. And what we brought on to most of the teams is the capital raising perspective. Because from our single family business, we were able to build a pretty um, pretty nice list of investors, private investors. And once we started multifamily, you know, like we we're like, oh, are we boots in the ground? Like, can we really do this? We are in Washington, DC. Like, there's not many opportunities around here just because right. the number really doesn't work out. Right. So for right. us to find a deal, that's probably not where we want it to be. So at that time, we're trying to figure out what can we really add to these teams? What value can we bring in? That's when we realized we're better. We're better at the capital raising perspective. So that's what we've been doing. And, you know, as Omar mentioned, is finding the right team and add on this respect to the team. And I think that's the key to um, bring us onto all these sweet deals for the last one half years. Yeah. And the, the investor base that we had from single family, that really helped us obviously to also help other people out with the race on the multifamily deals. And I think it was a great for our investors as well because they had asked us if they can participate in those deals on the single family side in the equity portion but it was straight debt that we were issued it wasn't an equity investment but now there's great opportunities for people to invest in equity they're really truly part of the deal 
own a portion of it and have yeah participate in the upside. That's what a lot of investors wanted. And they wanted to have long-term investments because of single family deals. It's sometimes only six months, maybe nine months, but that's usually it. And then have to invest in the next deal. So it was a great opportunity for the investors. And yeah, we could provide value to to some very interesting deals. Right. To both sides, actually. All right. We're going to move on to the second part of the show, the legacy round. So you can pick from one of the three following options. The, the first one, and yeah. your favorite, favorite acquisition that you feel that forever set you on a trajectory of, of growth, that rocket fuel. The second option, you could discuss practical tips on how to grow a portfolio, or you can pick the third option, how to build your investor network. Right. I think investor network, I think that's that's always my favorite topic, right? You want to um, build your network in this business. That's the only way to succeed. You know, go to go to real estate conferences, go to meetups, right? And also on my side, because we're capital racers, I built I try to build my investor network list. And I think that's the most important, right? You cannot just count on your existing investor because we're going to have more and more deals. Eventually, people may run out of money. So you always have to broaden that investor list. So that's what I enjoy doing the most, you know, bring family and friends. And sometimes people are having a great value to them, educating people, investing in the family and the benefits, right? So that's, that's our favorite part of the business, honestly. And maybe I can pick... One of the other questions, if that's okay, kind of break the rule a bit. Talk about the, one of our favorite deals because there has been only one full uh, cycle deal for us in multifamily because we started, what, three years ago to actually go the multifamily route and two years ago, since two years, we're actually getting on GP deals. So in the past one and a half years, we got on 12 GP deals and only one of them actually closed. Because they're usually long-term, as everybody knows, five to seven years. And the deal that I'm talking about was one that was supposed to last five years. However, there was a lot of appreciation and we able, I think we got into the deal at 13 million and sold for 20 after roughly, seven years. Yeah, roughly a year and a half, a little bit more than that. Right. So that is a really, that was a really great deal with like, I think IR 40%. Not quite how it was planned, but still turn out almost even better because you get almost twice your money back and then you can invest in the next deal or two. Mm -hmm. So that is really one of our favorite deals right now, just because it turned around so fast, which is unusual for multifamily. It doesn't happen with all of them. And, and always you don't want it with, with all of them. You want to have that steady, ca the steady cash flows invest in them. But if there's so much appreciation, it's also good if you can uh, sell early on, obviously. So... Wanted to mention that one. I, I want to circle back, Ting, to, to the, something you talked about and building that investor network. And you talked about the education process. So, Howard, when you're, when you're speaking to your investors, the limited partners, how are you educating them? Is it, is it what mediums are you using? Discuss that in detail with me. Yeah, no, a lot of people are very fresh when it comes to multifamily, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have the patience. And a lot of questions I got first to um, introduce this concept to a completely new person to even realize, hey, is, is this even true? Like a lot of the, <laughs> you know, a lot of the benefits in multifamily, like the tax, like, you know, the tax deductions and the cash flow and the passive part of the business to a lot of people is like, 
is something's too good to be true, it's probably not true, right? And I think that's the hurdle I always get through to really telling people from personal experiences, for example, this deal, this is the cash flow I'm getting, right? And now that we have a full cycle, I'm showing them actual numbers, right? So this is the part that's that's the hardest. But as soon as people start investing and they're fully sold, because also we pick the right deals, right? And people really see what I tell them is coming true. And from that point, they want to do more and more and more. I mean, yeah, I can even relate to that. I remember I mean, we've been in, in real estate for a long time, but when I first heard about the constant multifamily and heard how, how you're investing and everything's cash flow based and how you have, can refinance and can get your cash out again, I was mind blown and I couldn't believe it initially. So I can understand why some investors who may be new to real estate, or at least new to multifamily, why they hesitate to think this is, <laughs> this is too good to be true. I felt the same way initially. Right. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the last part of the show, the Giordano round. So as you know, this is the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. Giordano's is the number one pizza spot there, known for these thick, meaty slices of pizza. So it's going to be a series of questions in this round going back and forth between Ike and I that we're going to ask you. It's going to be four of them, in fact. And each question is going to be like a slice of pizza that is going to leave you satisfied and full. So the first one, you're on the top of the highest mountain in the world. These are the last words before you die. What will you scream out to the world and want them to remember you by? Yeah, well, I, I would love to say that I lived my life out of regrets. You know, we spend every day to basically enjoy our family time. And I think that's how we started our business. It was always the goal to be more involved with family. It's never to chase the money. I mean, money comes and that's a good part. But, you know, it was always like I wanted to be involved in my children's life. And I have no regret. Along for me, I would just scream, I love you all and live your life to the fullest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Number two, if there was one slice of wisdom you wish you knew when you got started or advice you could pass on to others, what would it be? I would still say like get the right mentor. <laughs> and I would say don't invest in single family. Just skip that and invest in family right away. There you go. Because our rental properties where we thought that the smartest thing oh, yeah, that's such an active business. And I, I, I don't like the managing aspect of it. If you have a management company, you're still getting dragged into a broken washer and dryer, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the, the property is empty for two months if somebody moves out. So that's probably how I would do Just uh, directly invest in multifamily. I get over that limiting belief that multifamily needs lots of capital, You know, lots of knowledge. It takes a lot more risk. It's not true. Just educate yourself and join the right team, join the right group. What yep. books, apps, mastermind groups, podcasts would you recommend listeners immerse themselves in? Multifamily by the slice. I would be the first <laughs> one on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we joined Jake and Gino uh, Mastermind and they're absolutely incredible networking yeah. groups. It really changed our life. Those are really the most important networking groups. And book-wise, I would say an important one or audio book is uh, I think it's called Mindset. And it's a really important one that I listened to early on and explains your, your, your limiting mindset versus uh, your gross mindset. And you want to have a gross mindset and not just have limiting beliefs. 
So that is still one of my favorite books that I would recommend to everyone. Awesome. How can multifamily by the slice listeners best get in touch with you? You can contact us at our, at our emails or check out our website at realestatesynergysolutions.com. We've flipped around 50 houses by now and every single property is on there. Realestatesynergysolutions.com. Yep. All right. Well, Dre Evans, IKK, multifamily by the slice. Check us out at www.multifamilybottleslice.com. There you can leave a review. You can see our sponsors. You can see the store for all the merch. You can leave a review. Just check it out. It's a lot of great resources on there as well for free content. Thank you again for another great episode and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Lastly, check out the show notes for links to topics discussed, as well as website and social media links for Dre, Ike, and our guest. See you next week.